A generation ago, Ronald Reagan mapped out and executed a strategy for taking down the last totalitarian communist regime that sought America's destruction. That was the Soviet Union's evil empire. We can settle for no less with respect to our time's existential threat to freedom. Chinese Communist Party, CCP, can and must be thwarted in its determined bid to crush liberty, destroy our country, and institute what Xi Jinping calls global governance, directed and enforced from Beijing. So opens the description for a new book of incalculable importance. It's titled simply, The Indictment. And its author is a dear friend, Frank Gaffney, former Reagan Defense Department official and the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy. And Frank is back with us in the Economic War Room. Welcome, Frank. I'm honored to be with you, and thank you for that wonderful send-up, Kevin. Well, hey, we've got a lot to talk about. Big problem, new book out. Uh, let's start with why. What is it that we're facing with China? Nothing less than the existential threat to freedom, as you say, of our time. It is upon us, and as few people have understood better than you have, Kevin Freeman, and I've learned a lot from you about this over the years, it didn't just emerge. This has been building for decades because the Chinese Communist Party have had it as their plan to dominate the world and they've always understood that we're the principal impediment to their doing so, so we had to be destroyed. Starting decades ago, before they had anything remotely like the power to destroy us the old-fashioned way in a shooting war. And so, as I know your audience is very, very knowledgeable about, because you have been mentoring them as well as me, they pursued the strategy, the hide and bide strategy, as Deng Xiaoping came to call it, of unrestricted warfare, and it's been devastating to the, our country. Yeah, there's no question. And part of that strategy, I mean, Frank, I was honored to be part of a, a Team B effort to the CCP is at war with America. Part of that's biological warfare, isn't it? It is indeed, and you, you've pointed out that that actually was one of the options that was enumerated in this seminal book by these two Chinese People's Liberation Army colonels. Uh, they had economic warfare and they had political warfare and they had other strategies to use information operations and elite capture and subversion and so on to take us down, not least using our money to finance all of it, as you've pointed out so often. But they also, recognize that if they used biological warfare to depopulate our country, they could colonize it without having destroyed a whole lot of the infrastructure that they would want to build upon. This sounds like a fiction novel, you know, but, but we're watching it play out every day in the headlines. So that it's, it it's no longer feels like fiction. It now actually feels like a very real threat to even ordinary Americans that aren't paying that much attention. Yeah, I, well, I think they're all being mugged by reality. Look, when they kill a million of us with a biological warfare attack, you can't treat it as fiction. You've got to recognize that this is a horrible reality. We, we may want to, you know, ignore it, but we do so at our extreme peril. And, and I think what you've done with the Economic War Room, what our team B3 and and the Center for Security Policy, our Committee on the Present Danger China, of which you are such an important part, Kevin, have, among other things, with a series of webinars, 
over 70 of them in the space of the past nine months or so, is really try to showcase how this works, how unrestricted warfare has devastated America in these various lines of attack. And as important as anything, the help that the Chinese Communist Party has gotten from Americans, its old friends, as they say, who have been enabling and empowering and otherwise making possible the takedown of our country. It's scandalous and it has to stop. No, it is scandalous. Peter Schweitzer's covered it. You can see it in the Hunter Biden laptop. It's frightening how much they've infiltrated and bipartisan, both Republicans and Democrats. So the indictment comes from these, uh, these 70 webinars and it distills all of the charges. It, just real quickly, run through a couple of them. Well, I mentioned a couple. Um, economic warfare, you'll be pleased to know, is top of the list. Uh, the help that the Chinese Communist Party has received from the financial sector in the United States, especially because it, it has enabled almost all of the rest of it. The political warfare, the subversion, the elite capture, the taking down of our military, the biological warfare. I mean, all of these are things that the Chinese Communist Party and its friends have perpetrated against us. And what we try to do is make the case that they should be prosecuted for having done so and punished appropriately. Well, Frank, what I love about it is it's not just the problem, but also solutions. And there's 20 solutions. We'll talk about those when we get back. But first, after we get back, I want to talk about how this is one war. We'll be back in a minute. We're speaking with Frank Gaffney about his new book, The Indictment. The Indictment is primarily against China. But Frank and I have had some other conversations on how all of the things that we've worked on together, I, I've got uh, a plan for uh, victory over the global jihad movement, Putin's reset, warning order uh, with China, and then of course the CCP is at war with America. We've worked on these together. Frank, are these all one great war put together? I fear it is World War III, Kevin, and it's been, again, like the threats from the Chinese Communist Party that we spoke of before the break, underway for a long time. Um, the first violent or kinetic phase of it, I guess you'd say, uh, setting aside, you know, sort of uh, bloodletting by jihadis from time to time, was the invasion of Ukraine. That war, unfortunately, uh, is going to be, I guess, a persistent problem for some time to come. But as that has been a preoccupation, particularly for the Biden administration, I would argue at least two other fronts, and maybe truly a global conflagration is now in prospect. Um, the Pacific is clearly um, the area that the Chinese Communist Party is threatening most aggressively. And by that, I mean not just Taiwan or even just Taiwan and the Philippines and South Korea and Japan, but also Guam mm. and possibly Hawaii. And who knows, the mainland of the United States itself may well be in their crosshairs as well. It, it certainly fits the the warnings that we got in our book, The CCP is at War with America, Kevin, as you recall, uh, back some 20 years ago now, the then defense minister of China told a secret conclave of party leaders that 
there's going to be a lot of talk about Taiwan, but the main enemy is the United States. So that's in the offing. And then I think at any day, we could see things light off in the Middle East with the various threats that Israel is facing, many of them exacerbated by the Biden administration, I'm sorry to say, whether it's Iran or whether it's uh, Hezbollah or Hamas or perhaps others in the Gulf region, uh, you've got a world of hurt there, indeed internal to Israel even as well. So all of these things are now in play. And then there's this other problem, and I know you've focused on it as have we, Kevin, and that is the fact that there is now worldwide, literally in some 147 countries around the world, something called the Belt and Road Initiative, that the Chinese are building out kind of a colonial infrastructure that enables, among other things, not only control of those nations, but power projection from them. Truly a global conflict is a distinct possibility. Yeah, and then you throw the World Economic Forum and you throw central bank digital currencies and then you watch the Saudis leaving our orbit and and conducting oil transactions outside of dollars. You see Brazil and in our own hemisphere that they're dumping the dollar. You see in Kenya they're talking about dumping the dollar and Malaysia. It, it is frightening and it is what I called in my original Pentagon research phase three you know, before you invade America, you want to destroy the dollar, and I'm afraid that's going on right now. Yeah. Well, and again, if you want to invade America, you want to take down the population. And that's where a possibly vastly more dangerous, deadly, um, transmissible virus could come in handy. And we have every reason to believe they have them in abundance in that secret biological warfare program that the Chinese are not allowed to have but uh, nonetheless have uh, not only maintained and pursued aggressively, but actually gotten technology and even funding from the United States to do it. And how much easier, if you want to invade America, if you lock people down in their homes because you declare a World Health Organization declares another pandemic, you lock people out financially and, and you disarm them. You remove the Second Amendment. And then when people try and bring warning about this, you shut them up and say you're not allowed to speak on social media. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to invade, but boy, if they want to invade, the plans that are being unfolded right now are the kind of things that you would do to prepare the, the battlefield. Yeah, well, and again, that uh, Chinese defense minister I mentioned a moment ago, 20 years ago, said, Deng Xiaoping, the general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party back in the early 1990s, observing that the United States had beaten the Soviet Union in the Cold War, said that a new Cold War is beginning between the United States and China, and China will win. And apparently he instructed that illegal biological warfare program to pursue the capabilities to depopulate the United States so that it could be colonized. So we're not speculating about this or, or wondering whether this might have occurred to them. It has, and they may be very, very hard about it. And Kevin, I, I just want to say a thank you to you. You've just recently participated, as we're speaking, in a really important hour-plus-long program in which we talked about this World Health Organization. You've been on this case. You've done great work at the Economic War Room on it. What is being done, yes, 
with the pretext of the biological warfare pandemic problem of the last go around, what I call pandemic 1.0. And yes, with some of what they've put into place as a result of essentially imposing on all of us the so-called China model, which this proxy of the Chinese Communist Party, Tedros Scarabrasis, embraced and pushed out aggressively. And with all of that, we now have, I'm sorry to say, much of the infrastructure and what we don't have, they're trying to acquire through, among other things, this digital health card or vaccine passports, which, and again, you've done seminal work on this, that ushers in the checkmate for freedom. The central bank digital currency that goes right on top of that platform and it becomes a vehicle for the ultimate control of a population. We can't let this happen. And our sovereignty coalition is fighting back against it. Uh, another of the important efforts we're making in conjunction with this book, The Indictment, which people can get, by the way, at Amazon now. Yeah, so uh, the Sovereignty Coalition, how do people sign the petition? I signed the petition today. How do they do that? Thank you. Uh, Sovereigntycoalition.org is where you'll find it. And as importantly, Kevin, and I hope you did this too, but one of the things that is right there, if you sign up, you can send an email with a click of a mouse to your elected representatives, House and Senate, to tell them you want us to get out of the World Health Organization before this trap closes and we lose our sovereignty. Well, we're gonna have to take another break. When we come back, let's talk other solutions. What can we and should we be doing now? In the Economic War Room, we are a solutions program. Uh, Frank, you've got solutions in your book, uh, The Indictment, and here's a quote. It says, the indictment also enumerates 20 specific actions that are required to punish the perpetrators of war crimes against America and humanity and defeat those likely in the offing. Just give us a couple examples. The single most important one, I think by far, Kevin, uh, is one we sort of touched on a moment ago, and that is this practice by the Chinese Communist Party of what they describe as elite capture. If we don't root out those who are playing for the other team, who are today again, as a result of this unrestricted warfare for decades, pursuing the compromise, the suborning, the capture, if you will, of leaders of our financial sector, of businesses more generally, the media, academia, the culture, Hollywood, and so on, and not least, of course, our government, as you say, on both sides of the aisle, we're doomed especially if we do find ourselves in a shooting war, it's just unimaginable that you've got an active uh, cadre of people in all these leadership positions who are, you know, helping defeat us. So that's where this all starts. Hey, hey let's just stop there for a second. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, our military is worried about pronouns whether they say he or she or they or them, um, they're worried about drag queen story hours, and you got a, a DA in New York named Bragg uh, going against the President Trump, Bragg versus Trump, which is funny in itself, but sad. 
uh, because they're worried about how he characterized business expenses for signing a non-disclosure agreement with another individual, and they made 34 counts of this. And while they're doing that, uh, we see money going into, I gotta say it, into the White House, into Hunter Biden and his father's vice president, who's the big guy. We see the Chinese are literally uh, doing, buying off of our politicians while our DAs and the politicization of the, of the intelligence community, the law enforcement community, they're all focused on minor things like whether or not the NDA was properly reported on tax forms or something. Right. Well, you know, our mutual friend, Steve Bannon, who, by the way, is the publisher of this book with his uh, War Room Books imprint, as well as uh, the author of a foreword for the book, I'm pleased to say, is fond of pointing out, you know, this is the real indictment. All that stuff going on in New York and what's in the offing in Florida and what's probably coming out of some special counsel in Washington is a distraction. It is, it is political warfare against Donald Trump, for sure, and arguably against our country. And, oh, by the way, much of it's being brought to you by, I argue, Marxists, fellow travelers of the Chinese Communist Party or, or people in the person of Joe Biden, as you say, who's been not just compromised by the CCP, but captured by them. And there's abundant evidence of that. The point is that the real indictment the thing that we have got to be focused on, because as you said in your introduction, Kevin, this isn't just about trying to address what they've already done. This is about trying to deter, to prevent, to minimize the effects, if God forbid we can't deter, what they have in mind for us next. And, and look, I, I know that this is a pretty gloomy conversation on a lot of different levels, but I really do want to emphasize the hope that I think people will find in seeing that there are practical steps, starting with the elite capture piece, but also, you know, for heaven's sakes, stopping the financing of our mortal enemy. And Kevin, I, I cannot say enough about the work that you've been doing, both, you know, the educational piece of it in your war room programs, but also this national security Investment Consultants Institute is is one of the greatest things I know of. And I couldn't be more appreciative of your leadership. I know this has been a long time, you know, bringing it to fruition. But now with Liberty University's uh, enabling and, and horsepower, you've really got something that could enable every single American investor to find out not only whether their money is in China. And oh, by the way, if that shooting war begins, forget about it for getting it back. But you can also find investment managers and consultants who can help ensure that your money's being invested in accordance with your values, patriotically, among other things. So God bless you for that. Well, thank you, Frank. No, you're exactly right. I mean, I log on to my brokerage account and they say, you can't own Russian securities. Why? 
You're not allowed to own them. Uh, well, if we get in a shooting war with China, your Chinese securities will be worthless, just like your Nazi German securities would have been worthless during World War II. So your point is well taken, and thank you for the plug for the NSIC Institute. We need people to weaponize their money, their giving, their spending, and their investing, which means stop buying Chinese products, stop investing in Chinese companies, and start giving to things that wake people up, like, like uh, Center for Security Policy. Tell us how people can support the Center for Security Policy. Well, I will, but if I could just make one further point. Um, you're absolutely right, of course, that you want to weaponize your money. But the trouble is, especially if you don't even know that your money is being invested by some Wall Street firm, who, by the way, is making handsome profits off of putting your money in China. Your money is being weaponized against you. And oh, by the way, against our country that I know you love. So for all these reasons, uh, Kevin, thank you for the opportunity to just talk briefly about the Center for Security Policy. I was privileged to found it 35 years ago. It's under new and supremely impressive management with my colleague, Lieutenant Colonel Tommy Waller, United States Marine Corps, retired. Um, now is its president and CEO. It is a really powerful online resource for all kinds of information, including about China. As is, if I may also put in a plug, securefreedom.org is that website. Presentdangerchina.org is the Committee on the Present Danger China's website. And um, I'm proud to have a television and radio program that you can find out more about at securingamerica.tv. So thank you, Kevin, for your friendship and your leadership and your mentoring of all these subjects with me over so many years. And um, I'm deeply grateful to you for all of it. Thank you, Frank. God bless you. Now, the indictment, it's intended to inspire, equip congressional investigations, patriotic, executive branch officials, journalists, and the public at large to review these charges and recommend actions for a surpassingly important and extremely urgent purpose bringing to justice and taking down the Chinese Communist Party for terrific criminal conduct, past, present, and that which is in the works against its own people and countless others, including ours. Frank Gaffney's put the indictment together. You can get a copy at Amazon or check our economic battle plan. All of this is going to be summarized in our free economic battle plan at economicwarroom.com. Remember what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room. Mm -hmm.